there. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's KT Temple with the KT Temple Real Estate Podcast. I am so lucky to have one of my old bosses. Still, She's still pretty much in charge of me, Amanda Price. She is going to join us and talk about leadership. She is one of the best leadership uh, people I've ever gotten to work for, and I'm so lucky to have her on. Thanks for joining us, Amanda. Hey, KT. Yes, I still am your boss. But <laughs> are. No, just kidding. You're more, more like my little kid. I love you. <laughs> so I brought Amanda on today to talk about leadership. Uh, she is running multiple offices, all in different locations, and she is the team leader, or is that the title you're still going with? Officially the president now. President, President Manda. So she is the president of multiple market centers, all none of that like are very close to her. So I thought it was a really cool story. And to get started, can you just tell us how you got to this point, Manda? Where how did you get into real estate and how did you find yourself in Wilmington uh, in this role? Yeah, so I um, I'm from Champaign, Illinois, and I got my degree in uh, early childhood. So I opened a preschool. I bought my first commercial building at the age of 19, and I remodeled that building and opened up with 46 children, seven staff members, and a cook. So that began my journey into entrepreneurship and loved what I did, loved the children, um, but I found that there was a financial lid on my earnings, and that didn't excite me. And I went next door to, uh, I door knocked the owner of the commercial building and said, would you be interested in selling your lot? Because I could expand my building, add more children to the school. And they said, nope, we hope to be expanding our real estate office. And that was the first time that I had like thought through, well, what would that look like? What are they doing to grow? So I had a friend of mine who was a Remax agent and he said, Hey, let's talk about real estate. So I did, I sat down with them and I discovered there was no lid in real estate and that our earnings were directly tied to the effort that we put in. And that excited me because I've always said that I had a blue collar work ethic and existed in a white collar world. And if I just kept that up, I knew that the sky was the limit. And so started at Remax in 2004, sold, or yeah, 2004, sold 36 homes in my first year, sold 54 year two and sold 72 year three. And then um, went on my own at that point and Keller Williams tracked me down and recruited me on as an agent um, in 2008. And that year I was Mid-American Rookie of the Year for Keller Williams. And in 2010, I stepped foot as the CEO of the Keller Williams Champagne office. So that was my journey to leadership through real estate. And uh, four years ago, I relocated my family to the coast. And now we're here in Wilmington as the team leader and president for this office. And so how many people are at your Wilmington office? So we have 410 agents and about a staff of eight here. And then in Myrtle Beach, which is our sister market center, there's another 240 agents with an additional staff of three. Then we've got independent contractors. And in North Carolina, we get to have a broker in charge at every office. So I have nine locations in North Carolina and three locations in South Carolina for a total of 12 offices. Wow. That's yeah. so, it's grown so much since I was, and I only left two years ago. Yeah. So that's incredible. 
Yeah, it's quite the enterprise. Um, you know, our goal is to be the most innovative, vibrant, attractive real estate company and diverse company on the planet. And, uh, you know, that only happens when you're in business with really great people. We let you slip through our fingers. You need to get back <laughs> to the city. <laughs> but um, everything rises and falls on a team, you know? And yeah. so I think that's what that's what we're talking about today, right? So when you're looking for these uh, people that you want to grow with, what are you looking for? When you're, when you're sitting down and you say, all right, I've got 10 people here. What stands out to you? Who's the person that you choose? There's a really great book called The Ideal Team Player. And there's three words in there that kind of sum up, I think, who we are. And it's hungry, humble, smart. And smart is not IQ, but it's EQ. And that's emotional intelligence. And I have come to discover as a leader that that really has become the non-negotiable for me. The challenge with EQ is, is it gets hard to sniff out. You know, you're, there's no assessment for that. And so you have to really honor the process and recruiting talent and attracting talent to slow down and look at the track record of a candidate and really dig into their life story. What's the autobiography from day, from their most recent uh, educational event all the way to date? And then when you, when you walk them through that, you're probably going to sniff out, do you find that they've been in victim mode? Was it the other job's fault? Was it the other leader's fault? What was it, right? Were they taking ownership? Are they highly accountable? So we're looking for accountable people. We're looking for high with a high degree of emotional intelligence, somebody who's hungry and somebody who's humble. And it, you know, so when, to, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to make a joke. So when I left and I blamed it on COVID, that doesn't count. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you off. <laughs> It was true. You didn't get to experience Wilmington. So true story. So you you find this person and you're going through that. At Keller Williams, we have something called the KPA, where you go through their life story and you get to see what exactly made them them. You find out a lot about them. When you're going through that, what are you looking for? Besides, you know, all this stuff, is there is there more to that? Is there more to just what they've done? What other questions are you asking these people? Yeah, so it definitely is a process, career visioning, um, and there's a few steps that you want to honor. And what I find, because I coach a lot of top agents, and the top agents that end up getting out of business with people is because they usually skip a step. They get in a hurry and they rush the process. And I'm a high D for people who are listening. They know that they may or may not know that somebody who's very direct, they like to move fast. They're usually impatient. But this is the time that I had to force myself to slow down. And um, when we do the digging, and the most important step is the last step, and that's the reference check. And when you go three deep on references, there's going to be some signals. My KPA says that I tend to ignore red flags. <laughs> so I am highly optimistic. And I think that, oh, I can coach and I can train and I can turn this person around. And that's just not true. They, there's an old saying that a zebra doesn't change their stripes. And when you start to see a pattern in a person over time, 
then there's probably a really great unlikelihood after the age of 25 that that behavior is going to change. So they say about by the age of 25, we're fixed um, in behavior. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to grow and adapt. It just means that this is typically the patterns that we're creating. So you want to really look at that professional history. You want to look at their personal, you know, when you're doing the reference checks, dig in on those things with them. Um, But the, the following the process is everything. And if you don't have the process, anybody can order a KPA through anybody at Keller Williams and use it. So when you find this person, tell me about those first 90 days. How do you make sure that person stays sticky to you? Yep. So what we can't do is drop them in the tank and expect expect them to swim. So we have to have a plan. So what we do is we design what's called a 30, 60, 90, and we give them benchmarks. And in 30 days, we meet and we've reviewed all of the activities that we design for them to get done. We answer questions, we give feedback. And that is the stage in which we do it and they watch in those first 30 days. And then day 30 through 60 is they do it and now we watch. And then we let them go. And then the last, by day 90, they become self-managed. So now it comes into frequency and you got to establish a cadence. So on our leadership team, I meet, and there's, they say that an effective leader can only effectively lead five people at a time at a high level. So we've structured our organizational chart for no more than five people to report to me directly. There have been plenty of times in my career that more than five people have met with me. What I find is, is that I was probably letting someone down and that I needed to get that drilled back down to five. So I meet with all of my key leaders once a week after they're through their 90 days, and we've decided that we're both a fit for one another still. So we meet every week and we use some tools. Um, As a company, we have a business plan. And we use the GPS, which stands for goals, priorities, and strategies. And we design that GPS at our fourth quarter retreat for the next year. So we go, okay, what do we want to accomplish by year end of 2023? And we build that GPS out. Then every single person on my staff or my leadership teams, that's actually what I use, they all own a 411 associated that GPS. So they take ownership on what are they going to do to move the needle every single quarter off of that GPS. So each week we're meeting for the month ahead and we're going, okay, here's my big rocks for the month of September. This week, this is what I intend to accomplish. And that's going to impact the GPS this way. So then as we get meeting, we know we're moving the needle and we're color coding our activities and we know the progress. Quarter one of last year, I was really proud because as a team, we knocked down 24 initiatives. We were highly focused. We all took total ownership of what we were going to do. And we got back together quarter two, and we really celebrated all of the things that we had accomplished. And so that's our goal. We meet every quarter. We call it our advance. And at that advance, we're going, we're having some fun. We're celebrating the gains. We're identifying where were our gaps, what are our opportunities, where are our biggest threats right now. And then we're assessing based on that data, what do we want to do in the next quarter? Then every single quarter, we come back together again. We meet every week. As a leadership team, we got a large staff. 
So it's a lot of hours out of the office if I were to meet with them every hour for a week. So as a leadership team, my managing directors meet every week in what we call executive leadership team meeting. And we meet for one hour. We have an agenda for that meeting. And then on once a month, we have an all staff meeting. And that all staff meeting is all the updates, communications, things that everybody needs to know. And then the goal is, is that we publish minutes out to everybody who's not in attendance so that we can stay on the same page. And if I was a owner of a real estate team, so you're, you're, when you're running a market center, I find that it's really similar to just operating a mega team. Are there any differences that an owner of a team would take or is it pretty much the same, same formula? It is the same formula. And there's basically, you've got the rear view and you've got the windshield in business. And so, you know, your rear, and as a rainmaker, you want to be having conversations on the four critical conversations of a sales business. And that's how many appointments did I have? How many listings did I go on? How many closings did I um, succeed at? And then what were my profits? So the first two uh, appointments and listings are the, uh, the windshield. I can predict what's going to happen in my business by that activity. The second two conversations are the rear view based on those actions. Here are my closings and this was the profit. So I'm going to meet on that. And then I'm going to talk to them about their pipeline. I'm going to find out what are the, what's their business so that I can create predictability in their business in the next 90 days. KT, how many people do you have that should produce a contract in the next 30, 60, 90 and plus? But I'm going to meet with them every single week I'm going to find out what their roadblocks and challenges are. I'm going to find out what they need support on. Where are they in alignment with their business goals? Because really, the job of a leader is to teach people how to think so that they can get what they want when they want it. So I know that I've done my job if I have taught people to be really strong business owners. And if I and then they get to turn around and have that conversation with someone else, because the goal is, is that you one day never get that job back. And if you don't develop other leaders and if you don't build a bench, it's always you doing the job. And that really doesn't cause you to be a business owner. You're an employee when the job can't happen without you. So to develop leaders and be a business owner, the job has to happen outside of just you. And so when you're operating with so many people, what challenges, what are your big challenges that you guys are facing right now? You know, um, the COVID certainly was fascinating and it thrusted us probably into where we were heading. And that was using technology. Um, what it did is it's so. Luckily, you had a really good tech guy there to help. I did, you. this guy named KT. <laughs> and it, we went out and we equipped every location with the technology needed to communicate. And during COVID or a time of crisis, you have to increase communications, the frequency has to be daily. And we did that. And um, we were, you know, bonded. We were there for each other. There was a high level of stress. As, as we've crept away from COVID, the daily communications have come down. Um, but we still do weekly huddles. We still have the weekly meetings. Um, but it's not, it's currently not daily. Um, but we opened the doors to technology in a really big way from COVID. And we haven't stopped that. So I've got agent or, you know, our leadership team in Myrtle Beach, we were on a, a Zoom this morning, and it was as though we were all in the same room. Um, so the biggest challenge was how do you how do you avoid people from feeling left out when they're not in headquarters? 
for us currently headquarters is in Mayfair. I've got agents and offices at all locations. And what keeps me up at night is them thinking that I'm not thinking about them, but I can't physically be in all spaces at one time. So you must effectively know how to do decentralized management. So one of our goals is, is have a local leader at every office to really drive the personality of that office. They all should have their own vibe, their own tribe, their own culture, their own personality. And somebody there has to take responsibility of that and be the liaison back to the leadership team. So our structure at this moment is that our broker in charge is that person. So they're holding monthly meetings, they're holding the powwows, and then they're keeping the energy up in between the days and weeks that we get down there. All right, guys, uh, we had a little bit of a technical issue. I just asked Manda, how does she stay a student? Uh, so Manda, I'm sorry to make you do the skin. How do you stay a student? Yeah, so I just think it's being learning based. I start. I shared, you know, you and I both have a, a bookshelf in the background and there's something called a smart shelf and then a, t- a self shelf, right? We have to get to work, what we're reading and get to um, put the action, go take action on what we hear. Um, we can't do it all. We can't know it all. If you and I were to walk into Barnes and Nobles, there is thousands of books on leadership and business and we're never going to consume it. So we just have to take, you know, looking at our business plan, what do we need to get better at? Having a growth plan um, for ourselves, I think is important. And then, you know, create, go study other people who are doing it, you know? So I've got team leaders that I admire across the country that I reach out to and I'm like, Tell me what you're doing, and they're they're the model for me. They're coming, they're going before me. They're the pioneers. So that's the answer. And what are you most excited to get started with? You know what what is your goals for 2023 for your market centers? Well, world domination. Um, so, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I love yeah, that. I know. So I mean. I think what Keller Williams has done for me is it's not about what we get, but it's about who we become. And so we're just keep changing lives. We have a big, hairy, audacious goal for 100 net worth millionaires through our KW Innovate family. Um, Lad Gasparovic, who's my operating principal and partner, as focusing on a, at a really high level on helping develop wealth for others. Um, so we really want to get focused in on it. To be honest, we've been innovating for about two and a half years. And our goal is going to be stabilize, level up, stabilize, level up. Um, we're at that point right now where we, we want to get everything we've built to a 10 before creating anything new. So um, putting to work what we've built so that it won't be for nothing. Um, and then just keep changing lives. Yeah. Is that, that I, when I worked for you, that was the biggest thing that you guys were just like, what do you want? I think I heard you say that over and over again, every time we were in a conversation, what do you want? And I could tell that you were frustrated because I was like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you you saw you stopped me. I'm like, usually I could get four drivers. I couldn't get four drivers out of C- uh, KT. We had, um, yeah, because, you know, what? what's the purpose of business? It's to fund the perfect life. And if we don't get people clear on what they want and the why they want it, then the business will no longer be the byproduct of what the result is. And so, you know, the goal is to inform a behavior. And if we lose the motivation to do the work, then we're not going to hit the goal. So we have to find out why am I doing this? What am I, what's on the other side of this when I achieve it? Um, And sometimes those are just small benchmarks. 
sometimes they're really big. I had a, um, a team member who her and her husband want to own a boat um, in the Virgin Islands and they want to charter that boat and they want to live on that boat. Um, and she knows exactly what she needs to earn to make that happen. It's a very clear why. I've had other team members who want to buy a house, you know, their first home. And so it's just about, you got to meet people where they are and know what, what lights them up inside. And Manda, is there anything I, I didn't ask you that you wish I, you wish I had? Um, did you want to come back to Wilmington and move here? <laughs> Maybe one day <laughs> we'll have to talk my fiance into it. No, I don't want Nina to kill me. Um, so <laughs> just kidding, Nina. Um, no, I, I'm very grateful for the journey and I'll tell you that what I did realize over the last couple of years, because it was hard, leadership was really hard in the last couple of years with COVID and a we're built for hard things. B, there is no finish line. Um, Simon Sinek wrote a book called The Infinite Game. And if you haven't read it, I highly encourage it. And then when it comes to leadership, Liz Wiseman, The Multipliers, the book is a game changer. Um, You know, how do we multiply people? How do we get the most out of people and then 10x their life in return? Um, And so I highly recommend those reads. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. I Guys, if there's anything you got from this, just focus on being the best leader you can be. The the bigger you become, the bigger a person you become, the better people you're going to attract to your business. It, I think that's from the conversations I've had with Manda, even you know before this, that was always the lesson I got from her. Just be the best you can be and the right people will show up. So Manda, thank you so much. If people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? You can email me tl at kwilm.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Manda. And guys, please subscribe to the podcast. We're getting great feedback. Again, I promise I'll get intro music. I promise I'll do all this stuff eventually, but I really appreciate all the support. We've had great conversations and we've got some really cool ones coming up. So appreciate y'all support. Have a great day, everyone.